Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hey, what's up? This is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. 101, we've cleared it. Over the hill, baby. This episode will be entirely about the cinematic piece that is 101 Dalmatians. Uh-huh. Did you know, actually, there is a video game, I believe for the Wii U, that is titled Wonderful 101. And it's by Platinum Games. Justin reviewed it. Didn't care for it. That's my <laughs> review of a review of the Wonderful 101 for, I believe, Wii U. Stole our SEO right up from fucking under us, didn't they, man? Oh, yeah. So don't use that hashtag because it won't go to us. Yeah. And I'll tell you one other thing. 101, you know what that looks like? Lol. So this one's going to be a real chuckle buster. I'm so fucking tired. Oh, that means we missed 88. Aw, oh, man. Which what? looks, I mean, I don't know, like... Like four mouths going, ooh, or two bandit masks. Or, or like boobs. Yeah, it's like two, good, hey, good baby. Thanks. Or two butts. Mm-hmm. Hey, two circles. Yeah. Shoot, man. Looks like two eights. Or four zeros. Do you have any small wonders? Fuck, man. It's going to be a rough one. Uh, I got the Switch Lite on Friday. It's the new Switch model, Nintendo Switch. Is the whole thing just that it's lighter? It's smaller and it doesn't connect to the TV, which is like the whole thing that the Switch does. But it's so (laughs) fucking small. I am a like diehard fan of Nintendo hardware. Like I collect a lot of it. I have like a GBA Micro, which is one of my favorite things. Have I ever shown you that cute little guy? Uh, it's like this it's like this big it's like the size of a lego and you can play game boy advance games anyway this is that for the switch and it's like really boutique and uh it just feels so good in my hand it energizes me to you know play zelda it's really nice i like it you got a small wonder i do i don't know if i've talked about it but i really like a saison a saison oh like the brew like the the beer yeah yeah we went to a really nice uh brewery in st louis the alpha alpha brewery yeah something like that alpha Alpha brewing alpha brewing brewery for real brewsters and (laughs) that's a nice little selection uh Mm -hmm. had a nice had a nice saison there is that what you're saying no it just made me think i mean i'm sure they have a nice saison but i i was just thinking about beers i like consistently uh, and I like a saison. Me too, man. I, I I will very rarely drink more than one beer in an occasion, so I want to I want to get my mileage. I feel it's like, real, like light and citrusy. I feel like nice, nice stuff. Who starts this week? Uh, I think it's me. I think it is you also. Why don't you start and I'll check? And if it's not you and we were wrong, then I I'll interrupt you. Eat your hat. I'll eat my headphones. <laughs> Wait, this says I go first. Oh. Well, because you started technically... Wait, no, last week was the... Yeah, last week. That skips, but now the wonderful... Oh, shit. I have to start or else the wonderful .fyi website is going to be off for the rest of its life. Right. I have to start this week. Yeah, because you can't really summarize episode 100 since it was itself a summary. It's beyond categorization. It doesn't Mm -hmm. subscribe to labels. Okay, go ahead and start. It's like the, you know... Goth kid at your youth group. Glad I didn't reveal what my first thing is. I know, that would have been so bad. Mm -hmm. My first thing is the baseball tee. The baseball tee. Everybody look at my baseball tee. What's with those sleeves? Did the ends get bit Mm -hmm. off by a tiger or a lion? I wonder if some people thought you were initially talking about t-ball. Baseball, t-ball. I mean, t-ball is pretty dope. It's baseball for... The p- it's it's baseball without the pitching because the pitching is the scariest part. The ball comes at you very fast, which can happen when you're playing in the outfield. We need to find a way to get ball movement completely the fuck out of baseball, don't we? Uh. 
If you're in the outfield and you see a ball coming at you, that's scary. We have managed to erase that fear from the batting experience. So no throwing the ball at anybody, no oh, hitting the ball at anybody. I see. Yeah. Maybe maybe when you're in the outfield, you have to run to a tee where a ball is. And so the player that just hit the ball will shout out, uh, green 22, not knowing oh. where green 22 is. And the outfielder has to run and find green 22. That's great. It's like the uh, the last game in the Carmen San Diego game show. <laughs> I like that a lot. Or we could have two baseball diamonds and all the outfielders are in their own one. And so when the ball gets shot out, there could be an announcer like, okay, kids, it's going like way far right way far right yeah that's pretty close let's just say you caught it <laughs> like that safety no but you were talking about the article of clothing correct? i'm talking about the t-shirt that has a three-quarter sleeve i like it i've always liked it it's a fashion that i like and that is tragic because i think it's one of the harder garments to find a good one for myself because it's mm-hmm. just more it's just more clothes to mm-hmm. try and make fit on my body well, I think you like a long sleeve. I feel like anytime you wear a short sleeve, you have a long sleeve nearby or over it. And maybe this kind of splits hmm. the difference for you. Interesting. That's an interesting hypothesis. This is mm-hmm. like the a nice light jacket of shirts. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because it goes from day to night because the <laughs> sleeve can't really decide what it wants to do. Yeah. And I like that. Mm-hmm. It's a less common tee design. So like you go to the, you know, fucking J. Crew. They're not going to have a baseball tee there most of the time. They're just going to have, you know, crew necks and V-necks, which I've also recently learned I can't wear a V-neck anymore. <laughs> I can't. You also get usually two two colors. Uh, you know? Oh, yeah. On usually the, the sleeves are a different that. color. Gotta love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to play baseball and I played uh, for like Little Little League and uh, we were part of the losingest team in Huntington, West Virginia, but I had... The white shirt with the three quarters yellow sleeves, favorite color, fucking loved it. Fucking lived yeah. for it. Really nice tee. Hated playing, was bad at baseball, mm-hmm. except for my one heroic Grand Slam I did to save the rec center. Other than that, hated it, <laughs> loved the shirt, great stuff. I really believed you for a second there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, anyway, the origins are a little, Okay. I found a lot of different corroborating sources about the origins of why people wear these wear these shirts for baseball. I wanted to see like the origins of them and how people wore them for baseball, why why they started doing that. And all of the sources I found, the story sounded still like so apocryphal. Like there's no way that that is like as simple as it was. But anyway, in the early 1800s, Uh, There was a guy named Fitzroy James Henry Somerset, who was a British Army officer, uh, was in the Battle of Waterloo and lost an arm. Can we have that name one more time? It's Fitzroy James Henry Somerset. I've already decided next time I play D&D, Fitzroy is going to be the name of my character. Oh, just an incredible name. fucking amazing name. Fitzroy. You can shorten it however you want. Hey, this is my friend Fitz. This is my friend Roy. This is my friend Tsroy. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, lost an arm in the Battle of Waterloo, and for like his service in the army, he was awarded a castle uh, in an area called Raglan, and so he became the the first Baron Raglan. Uh, and he had trouble like you know dressing himself, and so his tailor designed a shirt uh, where the sleeves were were attached, which was not like the style back then. Oh. Uh, and it you know allowed him to dress himself, but it also gave him some cover while offering you know uh, some flexibility. So he could yeah. hold a sword and dress himself and all this stuff. Uh, 
and that is why these are also called raglan sleeves or raglan yeah. tees. Didn't know that. That's fun. Okay, here's the part that seems apocryphal. After uh, Lord Raglan died, his tailor apparently immigrated to the U.S. and began marketing to baseball teams, saying that the flexibility of the shirt would allow them to swing a bat or throw a ball, uh, and then the Yankees like adopted the style, and so did every other team in the country. That seems weird to me. That part, like, oh, I made this dope shirt for my for my bud, Lord Raglan, so he could dress himself and hold a sword. I bet the New York Yankees would love this. Like, no, how the fuck you know did you what? get there? I picture he was wearing one of the shirts himself and oh, was walking by like man. a kids baseball game, picked up the ball, was like, oh, here, guys, I got it. Rookie of the year, it, it. <laughs> realized. This is an incredibly comfortable sleeve for throwing. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, yeah, I like them. So you wear this under your jersey, your your baseball jersey. Although the style is changing, it's not. It is not the norm now. First of all, you have uh, short sleeves with baseball vests, which is the wildest gang. You don't baseball vest. It's like the jersey is a vest over your. I forget the teams. There's not that many teams that oh. do it. Uh, that's no good. Uh, but even like the the three quarter sleeve is going away because of the compression sleeve that is coming in and becoming yeah. a thing. And you can't really wear a compression sleeve with a with a raglan sleeve. They're always trying to compress things in sports. They really want them pretty compact if they can get them there. Um, but I just think a sleeve looks way cooler. A raglan sleeve. I just like yeah. got one from Austin City Limits. I wear all the time. I like it. I can, oh, I can wear a watch with it. And this is huge. And not have to like pull up my sleeve to like check the time. <laughs> yes. It like perfectly. Saving looks, you seconds each day. I mean, it's it's, a, it's comfort and it is, I don't know. I just love it. I've streamlined all my shit. I love it. It's perfection. Mm-hmm. The Raglan tea. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Well, so I alluded to it in a previous episode. I thought it deserved a feature of its own. Ladies and gentlemen, yogurt. Yogurt. One of these days, we're going to have to go to a school to learn how to make that noise. Do you think? You don't like my... I love it. It's it's way better than my... Because that's nothing. But I do feel like we could go see, you know, Tiesto or something, and he'll be like, no, here, let me... For, for $150, I'll take you through a four-day class at night, <laughs> at night, get a babysitter. The first day, it's just getting the womp right. Yeah, you have to put your head inside of a speaker that's making the noise. You have to be basically erased and start from scratch. In the noise, but not of the noise. And then you'll be with the noise, like mm-hmm. me, Tiesto. Mm-hmm. But he would actually do it, and it would sound good. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't, as we've discussed. Can I tell you how yogurt is made? This may be one of those things where I don't need to want to know. <laughs> I don't think it's disturbing. How do they get them living biotics in there? Uh, milk is heated to about 185 degrees yeah. uh, so that the milk proteins don't become curds. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. After heating, it is allowed to cool to about 113 degrees. <laughs> the bacterial culture is mixed in and that temperature is maintained for 4 to 12 hours to allow fermentation. Cool. Where did the bacterial culture come? You you skipped a step there with your your and then uh, we dump a bunch of living organisms into it, and then <laughs> I think the the description I'm reading is is from modern times, so I imagine that you know it's kind of like a yeast packet. They just have like a little I see I see a little packet. That's why a lot of people make it now in their instapots. Oh, fun! You know, because it just has to sit for four to twelve hours, so you uh, yeah. you know you get that constant temperature. It's ready to go. I love how the instant pot. I think somebody actually posted about this in the Facebook group. The instant pot has a little four-digit readout display that's 
like yogurt. Yeah, so it'll have like rice in there or it'll have the time or the temperature or whatever. And then there's just a yogurt setting where the machine's just like, yogurt. That's so good. That's really good. I know what I'm doing in there. Hey, 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 hey. Over here, quick. Yogurt. Yogurt. <laughs> so when, uh, when you get pasteurized yogurt, uh, it, it is yogurt where the bacteria has been killed. But then with probiotic yogurt, they add the bacteria back in. That seems... <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's the good bacteria. It's that good bacteria. Yeah, it's the Osmosis Joneses. Mm-hmm. Um, so since it's made from milk, you know, there's a lot of protein in there, calcium, potassium. Uh, some yogurts you can get as much as 16 to 17 grams of protein in, Fuck which yeah. is like 30% of your daily value. Well, that's your pepperoni yogurt. <laughs> that's your jerky yogurt. <laughs> you know. You're thinking about it, aren't you? It's got pep at the bottom. Dig for it. I'm thinking more about turkey yogurt for some reason. Maybe because I'm thinking gravy and I'm thinking turkey yogurt. <laughs> I am only exclusively referring to gravy as turkey yogurt for the rest of my days until I pass. My final words in the hospital bed will be gravy is now turkey yogurt. Take me, Jesus. Um, so probiotics are, as I mentioned, friendly bacteria uh, that naturally present in the digestive system. Uh, part of the reason people got so hot on yogurt is that antibiotics, when you take them, yeah, they kill all that friendly yogurt because they're <laughs> killing all the bacteria. They do not discriminate between the good and the bad. Right, yeah. And a lot of people get sick because they've got all their good bacteria has been killed and their immune system is ruined. Okay. So the doctors, at least mine do, uh, maybe yours have, and they definitely, when Henry did... When you take those antibiotics, they say, make sure you get some good bacteria in there through the the live cultures you can find in some yogurt. Yeah. Uh, I I got into the yogurt because usually it's high protein, low calorie, which means that it'll be filling. Sure. Uh, But you have to watch out because uh, some of that yogurt has a lot of sugar in it. Uh Uh-oh. So much sugar. (laughs) Put them on blast, babe. Get them. Um, so let me let me ask you if you were to think about the high end of uh, a sugar in yogurt, what would what would the grammage be? The gram? Oh, like how many grams? Yeah, like if you're thinking like, oh man, that yogurt has a lot of sugar in it. It probably has this many grams of sugar. I'm gonna say I'm trying to think of like what is in a bottle of fruit juice because I know like a mm. lot of like fruit containing stuff can get pretty. So those wild. little Cliff bars that we give Henry have yeah, twelve grams twelve of grams sugar. of sugar. A big like thing of fruit juice can have like up to like thirty or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like high thirties, like thirty eight, thirty nine. Well, this exercise is ruined. Why? Because <laughs> one of the highest ones I found had 26 grams of sugar. And oh. I thought that was a whole heck of a lot. It's a whole heck of a lot of sugar. It's a six ounce container. 26 grams. <laughs> folks, that's a lot of sugar. Hey, folks, check that sugar. There's a lot of sugar There's in there. There's a lot of sugar. So you can find yogurt that has like four or five grams of sugar in it. Okay. So that's like significantly more. Um, I don't know if I should put the brand on on blast. That Danimals, it. get them! What the fuck's wrong with you <laughs> that guys? That is the thing, though. A lot of these kids' yogurts, like you got to watch out. Ugh, whole lot of sugar. Just jewels and Danimals, man. Got to watch them. Keep them in the periphery. Another thing interesting, and so I feel like you found this with the kefir, which is that drinkable yogurt. Oh, I love that. Uh, it has low lactose content, so a person that has lactose mm. intolerance can find it more tolerable. It- <laughs> I love that shit. I will I will make one of those big bottles last for like three days and like mm-hmm. have that be my breakfast. That's good stuff. I love that mm-hmm. kefir. Uh, 
I, more like Kiefer Yummerland. More like Kiefer. More like Kiefer Yummyland. That's really good, Griffin. Thanks, baby. Um, I I have been eating yogurt for breakfast pretty much exclusively for months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got real into a savory breakfast for a while. Eggs are also a good high protein, low calorie breakfast. Sure. Um, but yogurt, just grab and go. But now you want those Jamie Lee Curtis Dukes. No. Those Dukes you could set a what train. What a terrible, but- terrible thing to say to me. <laughs> Baby, that is the highest compliment. Are you Are you kidding me? That's the highest compliment I could pay anybody. If I had Jamie Lee Curtis Dukes, I would, my la- I would be a completely different person. Do you think when she chose that? gig she said yeah i'll do a commercial about yogurt i've had a long long illustrious career in which people could find countless things to refer to me i'll go ahead and take that yogurt commercial she realized that's me now that's me now that's me everyone thinks of me and before halloween you know before the other movies she's done sure yeah (laughs) yogurt Yogurt. Um, yeah, but I would trade my fame in an instant if it meant I get those Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis quick poops. Think of all the stuff I could do with my day. That's true. Do you know? Do you? She has a revolving door in her potty. Did you know that in her potty room? She just or a slide or a slide. Yeah, that's how fast she just like she sits down sits and then down slides and then through. by the bottom, it's done. It's done. Hey, can I steal you away? I wish you would. I hate these mental images we're conjuring <laughs> like necromancers. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? (laughs) It's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. (laughs) Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, There's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? (laughs) Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell 
sell uh, your time? Yeah, you can do that also. Anything is possible. That's um there for the commercial, the Super Bowl commercial they had. That was my voice yelling, anything is possible. In the wow. Background. Yeah, not a lot of people know that. Hey, head to squarespace.com slash wonderfulpod for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code wonderfulpod to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Got a personal message here for Andrew from Kara who says, surprise, a Jumbotron? What? Oh, yeah, it's happening. Here we go. Happy Nerdy 30, trademark, dear. Thank you for being my most wonderful thing and my forever best friend. I love you so much. Will you marry me? Just kidding. We're already married. Way to go past us. High five. Nice. Love you the most, Dumbo Heart. That's <laughs> that's good. And for a moment there was kind of like intense because I didn't read ahead. And then it was a relief. I can't believe both of us missed the opportunity to call it Nerdy 30. Because Dirty 30 never felt appropriate. Flirty 30 was good for me. Oh, yeah. That is nice. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to read the next one? Sure. This message is for Sarah. It is from Kara. My dear spooky Sarah, I will always cherish the memories of listening to the good, good McElroy boys together while I cooked and you ate Pop-Tarts for dinner. Thanks for putting me onto lots of cool shit. And thanks for forgiving me when it takes me a year to get around to it. Winky face. Here's to you, my friend. What's the wink? What's the wink? What are you suggesting? a year to get around to it. What's it? Oh. Oh, we think we both know what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're both thinking the same thing. And we're going to say it at one, two, three, go, and Uh we'll say it. One, two, three, tournament level Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments. thank her. You didn't. Shit. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks. Every week, myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes, and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talking about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Okay. My second topic, I swear to God, I didn't know who our sponsors were going to be when I wrote all this down. Okay. My second topic is having the right cup for the job. I promise y'all. I know it seems sus, but it's not. It is a treat to have the right cup for the job. I'm not even going to go like, okay. Give me, wait, wait, wait. Give me an example of a job in which you need a cup. Oh, babe, I'm not talking about like I'm a, you know, copy editor for the newspaper, so I need my goblet. I'm saying like... (laughs) If here's here's one example, okay, okay, okay. A, a copper cup for the Moscow Mule is it yeah. seems silly, but it actually like it enhances the experience of drinking it. The copper gets so cold, it makes the refreshing thing more refreshing, and that's just the right thing. I'm not gonna say this is like all alcohol, like any beverage. A has, sippy cup for a two year old, sippy cup for a two year old, bottle for a baby, whatever. Like having the right cup for what you're drinking for water. When we get water yeah. out of the fridge, I want a tall tumbler. I want like a you know a, a tall tumbler with or a sturdy like a base. Pint glass for a beer. Pint glass for a beer. There's so many of these, mm-hmm. uh, and 
it, I, it's it's just there's something about it for it's such a relief when you're staying at an Airbnb and you got a bottle of wine and you open up the things and you've got a nice size wine glass there maybe it's stimulus maybe it's not it's not too big it's not too small it's not a flute which is a special cup for champagnes which you do need for champagne like it's such a relief to have one and for juice I don't want a big tall tumbler of juice. That's true. You want a little juice cup. I want a little juice cup. I want like a, or maybe a little, uh, you know, a little rocks glass for juice. Shot glass for a shot? Sure. Yeah. Or to do it like my favorite of this is, and I don't drink that much of this, but sake has so much, so much little pieces of hardware to it. You get the little flask of it and you get the little ceramic bowl and the little dish and you get that box. That box is called a, I looked it up, a masu. And it's that little wooden box and you can either like fill it till it overflows into the box or drink it from the box. It's so cool. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. I like all that stuff. I'm now realizing all my notes are just cups I like. <laughs> I just got a vision of what this show is going to be like a few years from now. <laughs> Listen, when it's coffee time, I want a coffee mug. But when it's tea time, I want a smaller mug or teacup. Yeah. Uh, we don't really have yeah. a teacup, but we have small coffee mugs. I'll do that for tea time because I know we less. do have teacups. Oh, do oh well, this yeah. China. It's like fine yeah, China. Yes, it's China. I'm not going to drink those. Uh, and yeah, okay. I'm not going to keep talking about cups. I like. There's a lot of cups I like because there's a lot of cups. Mm-hmm. <sighs> a nice tall Stein. When we went to that German restaurant, at Epcot. Sorry, one more cup, and you get the beer coming out of like the big Stein. That's that's, that's fun. fun. That's fun. Anyway, that's fun. What uh, about the cup that goes? And you're downstairs. Oh, that's. I mean, that's appropriately sized. I guess. Uh, if it's, I've worn not appropriately sized ones. <laughs> anyway, um, there's non-drinking cups, and one of them we watched a very educational video about this weekend. Uh, the Stanley Cup, uh, which is currently yeah. in the in the possession. Do they get to have it? The St. Louis Blues? No. Do they just like keep it at their? No, they just no. write their names on it. Goes it. to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Okay. Anyway, uh, cup. It's a big cup, as a lot of trophies it's are. A big cup. It's a big cup. I don't know if anybody's ever drinked anything out of it. Oh yeah. yeah oh they yeah. Definitely do. Yeah, they pour champagne in there. That was the, also if you followed the St. Louis Blues on Instagram, they showed the various players because they all get a turn with the cup, and a lot of them. We're eating like poutine out of it. Oh, that's good. So that cup and, and yeah, and then you drink the champagne for sure. Hopefully, oh my God, hopefully they have a champagne round and then they have a poutine round because I don't want champagne with little no, french fries and curds. Who's cleaning that thing? Who is cleaning that Stanley, Stanley cup? Mm-hmm. Okay, write that down for our first stand-up album because that's a whole track right there. <laughs> uh, anyway, why do people use cups for trophies? Hmm? Why are most trophies cups? Hmm? I don't know. Exactly. I don't either. So I looked it up. Uh, in ancient Greece, they would hand out all kinds of like stuff as trophies, like like little wreaths and uh, amphora of, of oils. Uh, but they also handed out silver cups. I don't know why I said it like that. And in the 1700s, we saw something come about. Actually, wait, 1800s? In one of those, who gives a shit, man? <laughs> Anything before 1900 is just like... It's Greek to me, uh-huh. <laughs> but this is not Greek. This is like in your. This is like in the middle of Europe. Anyway, there was a thing invented called the loving cup. Oh, mm. 
That sounds familiar to me. And they would use it at happy ceremonies like weddings and banquets. And so like the people would just like pass it around. And so to expedite that, there's just two big handles on the sides. So you pass it from one person to the other. And because it was like this ceremonial thing, uh, just very naturally it became the reward at ceremonial, you know, athletic events or other competitions. And that's why cups are trophies or anyway, backwards. Anyway, I, I love cups. <laughs> You know what would have been a good sponsor also, if if not just the sponsor that kept the beer cold, but if we also had Third Love so we could talk about the, the bra cups. Oh, those are a type of cups too. That's also a cup. So many cups all over the world. What's your second thing? My second thing is the tree kangaroo. Oh, you like this guy. Move over, wombat. Hey, 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 hey. Don't. The wombat gets angry. <laughs> wombat don't like to move. Scoot, scooch, scooch a little, wombat. Okay, he's doing it. He's doing he's it. He's scooching it. Uh, we were in St. Louis over the weekend uh, visiting my family. We went to the children's zoo at the St. Louis Zoo. Free zoo with the dopest fucking penguin exhibit in the universe. Yeah. Can't believe how free this thing is. <laughs> um, tree kangaroo. So we saw the tree kangaroo hanging out in a little, like, kind of a wide open enclosure, if I recall. Tree kangaroo could have gotten the fuck out of there. Yeah, if you it really could have. Uh, tree kangaroo. So I did a little research on it because I just thought it was so friggin' adorable. And it, I found a description that I thought was very apt. So it has kind of the tail of a monkey, kind of the body of a sloth, and then kind of a bare face. It is just as cute as you would think. Wow. Wow. I'm going to need a minute. How is the internet all, not all over these things? I don't know. I think that's why I'm bringing it this okay, week. Okay, this is it. You're starting it. Tree kangaroo is a marsupial. So so like like its land dwelling buddy, the kangaroo, the regular. <laughs> the earth kangaroo. The earth kangaroo. <laughs> when the four come together, tree kangaroo, earth kangaroo, fire kangaroo, and water kangaroo. Didn't know a lot about marsupials. Uh, marsupials, so their babies are born real early, like 45 days gestation. Wow. Like no time. And they're real tiny. They're like born the size of a jelly bean. And they, they come out and then they crawl up into the pouch and they stay there for like eight months, just chilling in that pouch, just finishing up their growing. That is fucking wild. I know. I know. They show like little pictures of the babies and they really are. They're like, they're, they're very, very tiny and gross looking. And they get up in that pouch and they finish cooking. What's in that pouch though? Oh, I mean... <laughs> Yogurt, I guess, probably. Some sort of probably kangaroo something similar yogurt. To yogurt. Hey, babe, put that on the list for the album, the stand-up album. That's funny, too. What's even in a kangaroo pouch? <laughs> Is it yogurt? We'll work on it. Did you also know marsupials? So the, the tree kangaroo has three vaginas and two uteruses, which is apparently pretty common among marsupials. So that means that... Um, I mean, that means a lot of things that I don't really want to get into. <laughs> but while a baby's in the pouch, the mom can be growing another baby in the uterus. So they can just like constantly be pregnant, basically. Okay. Which is not wonderful. Three vaginas. Three vaginas, two uteruses. Two uteruses. Mm -hmm. Three vaginas. Yep. Let me tell you what's good about this tree kangaroo. You've already told me so many good things about the tree kangaroo. I haven't even gotten started yet. Okay. Tail, three feet long. Cool. It's a half foot longer than their bodies. So like if you were to stack the tail up against the body, the tail would keep going. 
Well, if you think about like a cat, usually the tail is about the length of the body. Right, right. This tail's super long. And they think, so the tail isn't prehensile like a monkey. So the tail can't like be used to he like swing him around. pretty clumsy. I watched this dude mm-hmm. fall from one branch to the other. He looks scared. They think of anything, the tail is kind of more like a counterbalance because these things can be up to 30 pounds. Like they're pretty beefy boys. He was a dense, he was an absolute unit. Yeah. And so the tail kind of helps them balance when they're jumping. Okay. Here's the other thing that's cool about this guy. They can launch themselves 30 feet from tree to tree. What? Which is super far. And they can drop 60 feet without hurting themselves. So they're kind of like monkeys in that way. They're like kind of like monkeys, but not monkeys. Sure. There's a cryptozoological creature in Australia called the drop bear who hides in trees and drops on you to, you know, <laughs> eat and kill you. Okay. I wonder if they, this was inspired by the tree kangaroo. Hey, tree kangaroo doesn't eat people, does he? No, no. Ferns, moss, tree bark, flowers. Oh, then we're good. Just don't wear a moss hat or something. <laughs> um, so their average lifespan, 15 to 20 years, uh, the oldest... Living tree kangaroo is 27 years old. Uh, and I mean, they're pretty great. They're just real cute. They're just so cute. They live in Australia uh, and also Papua New Guinea. Uh, they evolved from, the theory is they evolved from possum-like ancestors. There are 14 known species and the most recent species was found in 1990. So like they're still figuring these guys out. <laughs> <laughs> these, these adorable chimera. There's a lot to come. Yeah. For tree kangaroos is yeah. what I'm saying. This is, and, and folks, a lot of people are saying, like, about to graduate college, and it's, if, if you want a, an industry with a lot of jobs and a lot of future ahead of it, mm-hmm. learn, you know, learn Mandarin and work in tree kangaroo fields. They're also called, I'm assuming this is Australia, but maybe maybe it's also in New Guinea. Uh, they're also called boongaries. Boongaries? Mm-hmm. Bo- spell, please. B-O-O-N-G-A-R-R-Y. I thought you said Boom Gary, which is the f- which is the coolest Xbox gamer tag I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Boom, it's Gary. You're on your back. Now, Boom Gary. Still good. Don't know why. Love it. But I love it. Uh, do you want to know our submissions from our friends at home? Yes, please. Grace says, I think polka music is wonderful. I went to the Oktoberfest in Cincinnati this past weekend and danced to live polka music. I don't know how to polka dance and neither did anyone else, but it was so magical laughing, dancing, and seeing other people having as much fun as I was because of the good, good music. You don't hear a lot about polkas, but uh, but uh, it's a real party, real it's party fine song. music, folks. Music. Tragically, the like last exposure we had to it was the restaurant in Disney World, the Oktoberfest, like bar and grill or whatever oh, the fuck yeah. in Germany. And it was fun. Henry went up there and danced. The guys oh played accordion. It was a really it was nice adorable. time. It's fun. It's folks. This is just fun music. Anyway, Zachary says something I think is wonderful is Merriam-Webster's recent addition of they them as a singular pronoun. As a non-binary identifying person that uses they them pronouns, it's nice to have that official validation, and even better to have an extra thing to shoot down ignorance and st- stinky bigots with. Yes, I saw that, and I was so excited. It's very exciting. It's it, it obviously like they shouldn't have to like affirm affirm it in this way it's radical that they did but like people have the point i always see and i think mary mopster used to like dish this out too is like people have been using they them singular pronouns in like literature since i know but now all those like pedantic jerks that are like well it's not appropriate you should be like yeah yeah look at this look at this have you heard of my friend Miriam or his friend webster what about the two of them together two of them together maybe one person i don't know (laughs) listen I don't know about these these strange dictionary writers. All I know is they're on my side. So 
huff my shorts. Thank you to everyone who uh, listens. Well, this is a good start for the outro. <laughs> Thanks to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. Find a link to that in the episode description. And can you talk about Max Fun while I do a big stretch? Thank you to MaximumFun.org for hosting our show and so many other great shows. Uh, I would really recommend, if you haven't checked it out, Jordan and Jesse Go. They just had their 600th episode. Oh. And they're just nice. There's just a nice group of people together and they bring on a nice guest and yeah. it's funny and fun and. God, that felt good. Check it out. Uh, we just did the final episode of uh, The Adventure Zone Amnesty, my other show that I do. Uh, go listen to that. Yeah, I'm going to go listen to it this afternoon. I'm very excited about it. Well, folks, we've come to the end of another one. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I hope you had lots of fun. I hope you had learned a little shows. something. Learned a little something about uh, yeah, tree kangaroos and raglan sleeves and oh, turkey yogurt. Turkey yogurt and just really, <laughs> that's still so fucking good, babe. <laughs> I'll be thinking about that one. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Courtney Enlow. I'm Brent Black, and we're the hosts of Trends Like These. Trends Like These is an internet news show where we take the stories trending on social media and go beyond the headlines. We'll give you the actual facts of the story and not just the knee-jerk reactions. Plus, we end every episode with a ray of hope that we call the Wi-Fi of the week. So join us every Friday on Maximum Fun. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Trends Like These. Real-life friends talking internet trends. 